as life in St. John's was as flat as your hat. Now she'd entered the Bonnig competition. The world champion Bonnig, again up for grabs. Something she'd never won, bless us. She didn't really care if she did, to be fair, as long as her best big Bonnig beat Vanessa's. <laughs> Falcheru, Shawleka, Tammy Lucy Dearlove, Tammy Katie Callan, Kiss Tao Lucy, Tammy Brow, Goromayad, Tay Dejaru, Yindasak. This is Leka. I'm Lucy Dearlove. I'm Katie Callan. So it seems really hard to imagine it now, but. This was only two months ago, and it was before the entire country shut down. Katie and I took a trip together to attend a special event that only happens once a year. After crew, would like to welcome you on board your EasyJet flight to the Isle of Man with a flight time of approximately one hour. We went home. We went to my home, the Isle of Man, Ellen Vannon, Mona's Isle, my mother and fatherland, the best place in the world. Honestly. Unfortunately, I don't live on the island anymore. I live in London. I moved down about six years ago to be a radio producer like yourself. But keeping the Manx spirit alive in East London as I live with two of my best friends from school and we probably drive all the flatmate absolutely spare by talking about the Isle of Man all the time. And actually, in quarantine, I've been brushing up on my Manx Gaelic, which we benefited from in the start. You probably want to know what a bonnig is. It would have been originally used as bread on the Isle of Man before sort of the yeast and everything else came in. You know, you can put butter and jam on it too. It's a very versatile thing, a bonnig. The Isle of Man in general is very big on its food. Like... Local produce, farming, fishing, all of it. Baking, obviously. You know, there are loads of foods that are kind of quintessential Manx, like kippers, queenies, lockton, chips, cheese and gravy. But Bonnig is like the most traditional, like the most old school Manx traditional food. That's Bonnig. Yeah, I guess that's why there's a Bonnig World Championships and not a Chips, Cheese and Gravy Championships. Although maybe there should be, because that sounds great. Can you tell us a bit about the championships? Yeah, once a year, whoever thinks they're a budding Bonnig baker can submit as many bonnigs as they want, actually. It's held in a church hall in Dorby, which is on the west coast of the Isle of Man. And it's very uh, a local affair, but at the same time a world championship. So there is a, there's a kind of like a sense of quiet greatness about it. You're like, this is an event, this is a big deal. And you know that the newspaper is going to be there and you know that Manx Radio is going to be there. There are champions from different categories. So there's the men's, the women's, the children's commercial and the gluten-free 
section, which was re- only a recent introduction, much to my complete thrill because I am tragically uh, gluten challenged. On top of all those categories, they crown a winner from each of those ones. And then out of those winners, they pick the overall world champion, the absolute cream of the crop of the bonics. That person becomes the overall world champion, as opposed to just ladies world champion, gluten-free world champion, and so on and so forth. This was the year that you decided to enter and also make a bonnet for the first time. You know, go big or go home. If you're going to make a bonnet, then you may as well make a bonnet that you want to be the world champion. Bonnet debutante Katie Callan and I arrived in Isle of Man Airport and the legendary Vanessa Callan, Katie's mum, picked us up and took us back to their house in St John's. And the plan was we would make a bonnet. Well, you would make a bonnet. We would take the bonnet to the World Championships and hopefully leave victorious. But before that, we had time for a quick tour of St John's. That's where Helen lives. We'll see her later. We'll pick her up in the car. Famous bonnet maker. All right, boys. Fellas. These are big boys as well. Oh, Jesus, he's coming after you. Oh my god, he's actually picking up a bit of a pace now. It's quite fast. <laughs> it's alright, we're going. We're Welcome going. to some we'll ourselves out. We're going to get kicked to death by a furious cockerel. How have you managed to go your whole life without making bonnet before? Because it's actually not very nice. <laughs> I'm supposed to say that. I mean, it's, it's not... Plain. I'm sure some people like it. It's just not oh, really yeah. our vibe, is it? It's um yeah more of a lemon drizzle family yeah. So what are you putting in it if it's not got fruit in it? It's just going to be plain. So is a fruit bonnet never worn? Not to my knowledge, no. Only the um only the plain ones. Okay. Do I need to save this? No. Great. But but mine there's a hole in the pocket. Eight ounces. I I just I do it on. Or do you want me to put it in a tub to start with? No, 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 it's okay. fine. I'll, I'll do it hands-free. Oh, we need to put the oven on. What temperature does it say on the Moderate. It doesn't say. <laughs> moderate. A moderate oven, please. A moderate oven. Just like a, just a bit of a moderate oven. Okay. That's eight ounces. Just okay. Tick. Salt. Pinch of salt, please. Rub in the fat, that's the butter. Mix together the buttermilk, bicarbonate of soda, and cream okay. of tartar. Okay, so you mix those together. That's what is, you, um... That's how you get your rise. Cream of tartar? I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what it is. Is it like tartar sauce? No, it's really not. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's, it's a chemical. It's a delicious chemical. It's uh, traditional chemicals. I'm rubbing it, but... It doesn't look to have disappeared into little crumbs. Yep. Um, that looks all right. There's some larger chunks. Well, what I... I do, look, what you do. Oh, like, give it a shake and all the, the big lumpy bits come to the top. Okay, lovely, thank you. So you need to measure out your buttermilk. Uh, right. oh. One teaspoon of this, of cream of tartar. Mix it with this, do I? Yep. 
You need to mix it in there until it all comes together and then you need to turn it out onto a floured surface uh -huh. and just sort of bring it all together but not actually, don't knead it like bread. And just tip it out on the, tip it out onto there, yep. Mmm. Splodge. There she is. She's a beauty. <laughs> right, and then, uh, there's some bit. Yeah, bits. get all the bits out. Then what I'd do is I'd actually go and wash your hands. A little bit of flour. And just sort of turn, you know, turn it, turn it a little bit so that that's it, it that's bit. it, yeah, that's okay, it. So it just comes, it, so it comes around. together. Just nice, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. You want a nice, nice ball. That's it, that's come together. Yeah, it's come together. It's come together. It's come together. It's all happening. I just sprinkle a bit of flour on there. Is this it? That's it. It's not hard, is it? That was very quick and easy. It is quick and easy. In the old days, they didn't have yeast. They didn't, people didn't have access to yeast. It's the same in Ireland. That's how soda bread. So, did you make it as a kid? No. <laughs> but I don't think. Why not? I don't, well, because I don't remember doing much baking as a kid, really. Oh, the cat wants your attention, Mum. Well, I can't give it to her at the moment. My hands are clean. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm making a bonnet. It's got a few little cracks in it. Is that yeah, bad? That's, no, that's not bad. Cracks, cracks are all right. I is mean, that what the shape of the bonnet meant to be? No, it's that's, a, yeah, that's what. But what you need to do is you board, need to right? do a um, press a thing on into it. So you so you're going to press a cross into it with the back of the knife. Ooh. Can I press something else? Does it have to be a cross? Well, it's traditional to do it it's like that. Traditional. I like that. I like that. That's it. Yep. Okay. And then across the other way. How do you put the cross on then? Um, well, there's two theories. One, I always, I always thought it was because it would help it to cook more evenly in the centre because you're scoring it. But apparently, according to Stephen Miller... Smiller. Yeah, your dad's friend. It's all to do with little people and the fact that they, they can't touch things that have been in contact with metal. So if you use a, a knife on it... Sorry about that. Don't quote me. Well, we are. That's the one. <laughs> I call the Munja Vega. And there's, there's a place down south called the Fairy Bridge that you have to go over. So when you go over the Fairy Bridge, you have to say hello to the little people or they will um, they'll have their revenge. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I was with uh, Helen's... Mum, one day she was taking us to the agricultural show down south. Yeah. Or was it her auntie? No, it was her, her auntie, her auntie, who was had come over from England. And um, she didn't say hello to the little people when we went over the ferry bridge. And what happened? We got a puncture a few hundred yards and further down the road. that is proof. Absolutely. We nearly Exhibit missed a. the agricultural show. Oh, that's we had to wait for somebody to come and mend a tyre. Need to say hello to a lot of people. We've mentioned folklore a couple of times, and it's obviously a really big part of like Manx society and culture. Did you? Is it just something that you grow up with? You just kind of know it from birth. Yeah, definitely. It's just kind of everywhere, I suppose. The Munjavega, the little people that we were just talking about, are this slightly ominous presence at all times. There are lots of stories connected to places. I would say, like this, the Began of St Trinian's, who's this big kind of troll creature who rips his own head and throws it at people. And there's the murdy do of Peel Castle, he's this big scary ghost dog. Every hill has a kind of folklore attached to it and every 
every creepy place has a weird story about how you, maybe you shouldn't like offend the scary little um, the creatures that live there, that have lived there, that will always be there before us and after us. That's definitely the, the vibe, I'd say. She doesn't feel like a winner, Molly. <laughs> she feels a little bit lumpy. I mean, I relate, but... Well, you just don't know. I mean, some of them are enormous. Some people use, like, a pound of flour. Probably some people yeah. use half a pound of flour. You know, some of them are... They're all different shapes and sizes when you get there. Yeah. You know what? It is the takey part that counts. It so. is. It is. Are you going to make a gluten-free one, then? I'll make a gluten-free one, yeah. Okay. What if that one wins? Particularly traditional. Well, it won't be the main thing. Right, so you're going to put it in the oven yourself? So there is something that we haven't told you about Vanessa Callan. Not that I haven't told you, Katie, because she is in fact your mother, but (laughs) we are holding back from the listeners. Can you tell us what that is? This is such a dramatic reveal. (laughs) This is... Yes, we have been withholding some information about my mum, which is that she is in fact a former world champion of Bonnick. Uh, Not just once, but I believe... Uh, maybe five-time former world champion. Uh, she's won the women's section and the gluten-free section and then just, like, overall best bonnick. So she's uh, she's just a champion, you know? We're very proud of her, <laughs> of her prize-winning bonnigs. And therefore, she's naturally the person to go to for tips about how to how to, I don't know, snatch the crown. So is this the recipe you used when you won? Yep. And what was the secret? Right, the secret is, is don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. I don't need it. Don't need it. What does needing do to it? It just makes it a bit dry and tough. More dry and tough than it already is. It's not dry. A fresh bonding is a beautiful thing. Wow. It is. That's so funny. (laughs) I haven't even entered for the last two because I've not been here. Or I couldn't get tickets because it's it's so popular these days. You have to get tickets if you're not quick off the mark. So how many people enter? Um, oh, I don't know. You have to ask Nikki. You have to ask Nikki tonight how many people enter. Auntie Nikki knows everything about Bonnick Festival time. And what's Auntie Nikki's role in the competition? The uh, she's the receiver of the Bonnigs. <laughs> when people arrive, <laughs> she organises the... Does she get a little hat? Uh, I, I don't remember her wearing a hat, no. Shaped like a bonnig. <laughs> That'd be so good. Is there any bonnig merch? No. It's a shame. No. So that's a wasted opportunity, I'd say. Well, Next you, you year. Have to tell, you have to tell Dorby that... Um, Dorby? The church, because it's all in aid of the church, so... Mm. Why does a fruit bonnig never win? Because I think it's seen as not really... It's a bit too jazzy, jazzy isn't it? Yes, it's a bit too jazzy. Dried fruit? Not, yeah, it's, it's a bit too... Exotic? Yeah. That's right. Ooh. It's nice and golden brown. <gasps> Look oh, at that. Oh, it's glistening. Mm. Probably the lumps of butter that didn't get. Oh, actually, it smells delicious. <laughs> oh my god, it's it smells really good. good. Can you hear it crackling away? <laughs> it's a bit of ASMR bread, that for you. No. So, what do you think? What do you reckon, Mum? It's think got it's... as good a chance as anybody, honestly. It has. It has. It looks fine. It looks good. It looks fine. It looks good. I think it looks a bit wonky. 
It looks like someone's taken it a looks, small nibble I mean, mine out always outside. look like that, but then that's how I make it. And some people, some they come out, looking, <sighs> some of them look very smooth and... It smells delicious. It does. Is it all kind of a little bit up to chance? You never I quite know so. what the bonnet's going to do. Unpredictable <laughs> yeah. bonnet. Mm-hmm. With Katie's bonnet ready to go and Vanessa's gluten-free version in the oven, conversation turned to the wider competition of the night. There's been a name mentioned a few times so far. I wanted to find out a bit more about the mysterious Helen. So does Helen use the same recipe as us? Or? No, she hasn't. Well, she I think she is this year, but um, in the past that she hasn't. Biggest rival, I think. Mm. Helen's mum's best friend, and she's a bit more manx. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. No. In terms of, like, traditional stuff. Well, perhaps. She's a bit more... She know more Max. Mm. She could speak some Max to you. Imagine if I beat Helen, she'll never oh speak God. to me ever again. <laughs> I'll be excommunicated <laughs> from my village. Coming in here. Coming in here. Be Getting funny. tips from a world champion. <laughs> Maybe it's genetic, Mum. Maybe it is. Oh, we'll, see. we'll see. I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. No. I haven't won for years. And you won't win tonight. It's, um, it just depends on the... Well, I'm putting a fruit, a gluten-free fruit, fruit one in. I'm, just, I'm not going to win anything with that. No. Except for my respects. We've been briefed by Vanessa Callan to tell everyone that this competition is purely friendly. It is a very um, amicable rivalry. Yeah, Mum messaged me this morning and was like, it should be stressed. It's a very friendly rivalry. Just a bit of fun, really. But Helen and Mum have been best friends since primary school. So they've known each other for a while. The rivalry to do with Bonig specifically, they have kind of always been involved in it. They started just kind of entering and supporting the event because it was for local charities. But then Mum won twice, basically. And Helen had always been more into Bonig than mum had. And so that's, I think that's where the seed was planted, where it was, because Helen was always winning other Bonig competitions. And then the fact that mum was winning the world championships just caused a little bit of a stir, I'd say. She wanted that world title, which is fair enough. She deserved it. She makes more Bonigs than mum. Like she likes Bonig. That's the thing. Helen likes Bonig. It's a good thing that the rivalry isn't too serious because we were actually about to pick her up. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you, Helen. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the contenders to look out for? It's very random. I mean, anyone can win twice. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yikes. And some of us don't win at all. <laughs> Even my sister-in-law has won. She's only ever made a bonnet one. <laughs> well, tonight could be. <laughs> and this year, there was another aspect to the competition that meant we had no idea what to expect. And there's a new judge, is there? That was what Anthony said. What did you call it? A, a rogue element or something? The rather. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. We have no idea what this new bonnet judge is going to be looking for. Where the 
a lot of cars, isn't there? He's really. Uh, is that allowed? Oh no, you can put as many in as what you want. It was akin to walking into a Wild West saloon <laughs> as the you know the new cowboys in town. Wow! Wow! It was pitch black outside. We parked a bit down the road. We were walking along this dark country road, clutching our bonnets. How many bonnets did we have? I had one. Mum had one. Helen had one. So we had three bonnets. So we're clutching our bonnets. You are clutching your microphone. It's one of those dramatic things where you open the church hall door and you don't know what's going to be on the other side and everyone goes quiet and you're like, hiya. So everyone, you know, turned, looked, like, oh, Vanessa Callan's here, Helen Robinson. And then who are they? <laughs> who are these young upstarts? And do they think they're going to enter a bonnet? I think not. So yeah, there was just all the all the regulars sat round. All the chairs were sat facing the front of the church hall, which had a little stage and a piano. And then at the back, there's the kitchen and Auntie Nikki with her table of admin bonnigs, and the judge was standing next to Auntie Nikki, just sat, kind of like keeping keeping an eye on the situation, just watching from a distance. We sat at the back. It was pretty packed, actually. Um, it was full house. Full house. We squeezed in at the back, and actually right next to Auntie Nikki and the Bonig table, which is good because we could then keep an eye on what was what was occurring. And uh, yeah, just settled in and waited for the entertainment to begin. It was hosted for the evening by a local former politician, so Jeff Corkish, who used to be a member of the House of Keys, which I think is an amazing name for a parliament, by the way. And, yeah, he welcomed us all to the event. Well, the most important thing tonight, of course, is that we have the... Uh, the sandwiches. The world... The sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> as well as that, uh, is, of course, the judging of the world-famous uh, Bonnig competition. It's usually judged by a man, as you know. This year is being judged by... A young lady? Bloody owl! <laughs> Don't speak with your mouth full, please. <laughs> I don't understand the thing you're saying. And I'm just pointing that out to let you know that the judging has got nothing to do with me. If you're not happy with it, it's her you want to show. <laughs> so, yeah, the hall was full when we got there. So bribery wasn't really an option. Too many people around. But I did manage to have a quick chat with the woman of the evening, this brand new judge that everyone was talking about, to see if we could get any little insights into who she might have picked. My name is Louise Quirk, and I was asked to judge the World Bonnig Championships this year. We've had, I think, 28, I think, tonight, which is an awful lot of bonnigs because I have to taste them all. The texture is very important. I said there's a danger sometimes, too much soda can be a bit claggy. You just sort of know 
when it's right. So yes, I'm pretty full of bonnock. <laughs> don't know if I ever want to see one for a while. I would like to think I knew my bonnock. So I make mine with fruit and sugar, so more like a scone. But never mind, it, they all taste lovely. Bonnock with fruit never wins. But is that changing? Uh, uh, because you, do you know, about it. I... There's one. There's not that many with fruit, and one or two were really, really nice. One of the classes had the fruit bonnig, but the actual bonnig that's won, which I still don't know, the world bonnig, um, is you without fruit. No, I still don't know who's made it. So it might even be your friend. I don't know. It felt high stakes. Man. It felt like high it, stakes. It felt like there was everything to play for. <laughs> it was. It is. A, it's a dramatic event. People are getting into it. Yeah, like she was saying, all the judging is done anonymously. Your auntie Nikki gives the Bonnigs a number, and Louise doesn't know whose is whose, so she doesn't even know who's won. So it's all to play for. Oh man. <laughs> now for the gluten-free category, and I'm going to. We're introducing, it's Celiac UK, yes. Iron Man Support Group, and this is Alison who's going to present this one. And the winner of this year is going to Vanessa Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the ladies First of all, I wanted my mum's bonnet because, you know, that's my mum. But also, it was the prize-winning gluten-free bonnet. I also wanted it because I wanted the winner. Five pounds once, five pounds twice, six pounds. Oh, if I couldn't be a winner myself, I wanted to eat <laughs> a winner. And we were sat at the back as well, so it was difficult to assess from a distance whose bonnig they were auctioning off at any time. Especially because all bonnigs do kind of look a bit the same. How much money you got on here? Ten pounds? Ten pounds once? Twice? Six pounds? Oh, you're going to have to It was hard to tell, basically. So, yeah, I, I ended up with two gluten-free bonnets by mistake. I got into a bit of a bidding war with the Manx Celiac Society. <laughs> but, you know, I stood my ground and I, I snatched mum's prize-winning bonnet, um, which is a good thing, actually, because I ended up accidentally dropping the other bonnet on the floor when we tried to make a speedy getaway. 
near the end of the auction because we were tired and wanted to go home. <laughs> were sadly not victorious this time but what did your bonnet making experience teach you Katie? This is not my time I've always said it's the taking part that counts and I stand by that it would have been nice to win but I also feel that like it would have felt like a fluke I think I'm I'm you know you can't fake bonnet it takes time and I and you know Helen is the perfect example of that she is the bonnet expert she has baked bonnet after bonnet after bonnet I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't beat that. I think it couldn't, couldn't have gone better that they both weren't. I think that's so nice. And then we got to go to the pub and celebrate and do a dramatic reveal to Dad and Bill of, like, ooh, who won? They both did, and not me, but <laughs> that's fine. And will you be back next year to, mm. to try again? I mean, I will obviously be returning I don't know if I'd enter again for a little while. Maybe I need to sit and reflect and just maybe get a little bit better at baking bonnigs before I um, before I have another crack. I mean, one day I hope to to get another world champion title for the Callan family. obvious reasons this episode could not have happened without Katie Callan so I want to say a huge thank you to Katie for suggesting the idea in the first place and making it happen and showing me around Peel we had a wonderful time I highly recommend a trip to the Isle of Man I'm definitely going to be going back when I'm allowed to Katie as she mentioned is a radio producer as well as making amazing programmes across the BBC. She's also to be heard on the great London-based arts station Resonance FM, co-hosting two shows, Eastcast, which shares audio stories from across East London, and More Women, which celebrates left-field, experimental and alternative music made by women. As well as coming up with the idea for this episode in the first place, her editorial input has also been greatly appreciated from fact-checking Max Trivia to checking names of people who we met on the night and, of course, writing the opening to this episode in Manx, which I hope you all enjoyed. Also, a huge thank you to Katie's mum, Vanessa Callan, for the bonnet tuition, for putting me up, for generally just being incredibly generous and putting up with all of our nonsense. And thanks to everyone at the World Bonnet Championships and everyone at St James's Church in Dorby who put up with this recording and were just really generous and welcoming. So thanks very much to everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'm glad you could come on this little trip with us in this weird time of us not being able to go anywhere. And I felt like I was back there. So it was a really fun process making the episode as well. And just to end, 
I want to share something from the entertainment part of the evening, which was very funny. I don't think we really touched on it, but yeah, local uh, politician Jeff Corkish wearing a red panda onesie and running around and someone's knickers flying across the room. It was it was colourful, I have to say. Very entertaining. But this is Manx Radio presenter Howard Kane showing just how legendary the rivalry between Vanessa and Helen is when it comes to Bonnog in the form of poetry. So thank you very much, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for coming to the Isle of Man with me. Gora Mayed. Sled and Liu. Sled and Liu. Poor Helen's husband had been driven near mad to go back as before he was wishing. Do you recognise it yet? I do. <laughs> as life in St John's was as flat as your hat, now she'd entered the Bonnig competition. The world champion Bonnig, again up for grabs, something she'd never won, blesses. She didn't really care if she did, to be fair, as long as her best big Bonnig beat Vanessa's. <laughs> Vanessa had won it some 38 times, whilst our Helen was still waiting to win. She felt her Bonnigs were golden and fat, whilst Vanessa's were weedy and thin. And Vanessa had not been forgiven for her sabotaging advice in 09. She remembers the end. <coughs> Helen may have won it were it not for the tip to soak her sultanas in brine. <laughs> but in contest each year the result was the same and this year she was only just coping. Vanessa's weedy bonnets were placed with the best whilst hers helped to wedge the door open. <laughs> She wouldn't really mind, but she practised for weeks with bonnet from breakfast to supper. She even popped round to Vanessa's for tea in the hope that her bonnet she'd scupper. <laughs> I might not be entering me bonnet this year, said Vanessa with scarcely a glance. It's only fair really as a good Christian girl to give rubbish bonnets like yours half a chance. <laughs> well, Helen went back home with a face red as paint and baked bonnig after bonnig all day. She made bonnig with bacon and bonnig with cheese, straight bonnig and bonnig which was gay. There was a bonnig with milk in the morning and coffee flavoured bonnig at 11, a bonnig flavoured sandwich at lunchtime and battered bonnig and chips at half seven. <laughs> there were bonnig flavoured crisps with a Guinness whilst gin and tonic with bonnig with laced. When she got ready for bed late that night, teeth were brushed with a bonnet toothpaste. <laughs> she made so many bonnets, she began to lose count. And Bill, her husband, came in to help with a lurch. The good ones he put in a tin to be judged, whilst the bad ones he built a new church. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big day in Dorby arrived once again, and Helen was convinced she would win. With the roads being rough, she hired a Chinook so her bonnet could be airlifted in. <laughs> it was carefully placed on a doily of lace and then on a plate of papyrus. <laughs> Only then, to her horror, did she see the big sign Contest cancelled. Coronavirus. <laughs> The motors went on, we're sorry about that, we know you all wanted to win, but what can we do? Someone just sneezed to dump your bonnet in the bin. <laughs> she went home with a face like a lemon, and poor Bill didn't know what to say. 
other than, well, never mind, dear, it's not like you've never thrown one away. <laughs> so they went to the pub for a sherbet, but at the bar of Vanessa with beer, who said, hello, Helen, did I tell you? I'll be entering me bonnet next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs>